I'm reading about silo thought people, silo side, then a guided trip to shake off addiction. I was so concerned with TikTok Live, I forgot to turn it on. Oh, well, anyway, I talked about this gal who went through this thing right now, okay? <laughs> Her father had died decades earlier after struggling with alcohol use disorder and bouts of homelessness. Please forgive me, podcast listeners. I forgot to turn on my podcast. I was so fascinated by this psilocybin thing. <laughs> I love you. Hi, Jennifer. Anyway. It was a word that seemed like it didn't, she didn't see herself as an alcoholic, like I said. What alcoholic sees themselves as an alcoholic, right? Especially if you're Jewish, there are no Jewish alcoholics, except they start giving us Manischewitz right away at the Passover table, if you remember that, right? Of course, right. It was a word that seemed out of place in her stable life as an educator. Okay. Wife and mother. But she had begun to think about how much wine she was drinking at night. Hmm. She, the sapped energy and headache she endured by day. Sen, who lives in San Luis Obispo, said she had signed up for the clinical trials hours away in Santa Monica to see whether therapy with psilocybin, the chemical compound, in magical mushrooms that can cause hallucinations might change her relationship to much more familiar and socially sanctioned drug. Oh my God. Who here hasn't done a magic mushroom? I know I have, of course, right? If my dad had access to psilocybin treatment, she had wondered before her trip at the Pacific Neuroscience Institute, could that have helped him? What do you think, people? I'm just asking you. What do you think? Chance. Hi, Chance. Oh. Did I have two last names when I married my husband, Ed? Well, no, it was still, I, you know what? I asked to take my name. That's a good question. Hey, back to Mendelssohn, Okay. Because I didn't want my ex-husband's last name, which was, you ready for this, butcher. Like a butcher block, piece of meat, whatever. So, <laughs> no, no, I like Mendelssohn Brown. I like having both names. My father's name and my husband's name. Okay, psilocybin and many other psychedelics are broadly prohibited under federal law categorized by the Drug Enforcement Administration is having no currently accepted medical use. Yet, U.S. researchers have been scrutinizing possible uses of psychedelics in scores of clinical trials approved by the government. Okay? Mm, all right. Addressing their effects on anorexia, migraines, and a range of other maladies. Well, I have migraines. I have to admit that. You know, the last few years, that's what I have. Severe headaches. So if you have migraines, you know what that's all about. Okay. Anyway, the Food and Drug Administration has deemed psilo psilocybin a potential breakthrough therapy for treating depression, a designated, designated designation that could fast track the path to new pharmaceuticals. 
Popular interest in psychedelics have been bolstered by the books of Michael Pollan, whose writing inspired Sen to look up psilocybin trials. Money, long the limiting factor in psychedelic research, is pouring into the field from corporate investors and intrigued philanthropists. Okay? I see. Okay. Addiction treatment has been one of the most keenly watched areas of psychedelic research in recent years as studies explore whether they could help people shake off the need for other substances, both legal and illegal. All right. Early studies have shown promise in treating addiction to tobacco and alcohol. The question is gained urgency as the U.S. faces an overdose surge that's killing more than 100,000 people annually, the majority linked to opioids, such as a spike in deaths tied directly to alcohol, which has reached their highest rate in decades. Okay, well, let me just say this. Um, if I, I got sober the tough way, you know, I went into a hospital in 1985 and I was on pills and they withdrew me. And I'm so grateful they did because the withdrawal was absolutely, positively horrible. And I can still remember it. So I'm just saying that. Peter Hendricks, a public health professor at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, said cocaine users have asked skeptically, you're going to help me stop getting high by getting me high? He is studying whether psychedelics paired with therapy could ease cocaine dependency. Okay. All right. Hendricks said he explains that the psilocybin is not considered to be addic addictive. I don't know. Okay. Some participants, he said, will look, will tell me, look, this sounds kind of crazy, but I've tried everything at this point. So I'm willing to give it a try. At Johns Hopkins University, researchers examining whether psilocybin could help with tobacco cravings received a grant in 2021 from, and I stopped smoking too. That was the hardest addiction I ever gave up, smoking. I used to smoke a pack a day in the 70s. Oh my God, right? The first, the agency has awarded in more than half a century to study therapeutic uses of a psychedelic drug. Physicians in New York and New Mexico published a study this summer finding that patients treated with psilocybin and psychotherapy cut back more on heavy drinking than those who receive psychotherapy and a placebo. You're Jewish? So am I, okay? And remember, they always said there are no Jewish alcoholics. I don't know whoever said that, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Anyway. Okay, I read that. Hendricks is exploring possible benefits for cocaine users. Others have hoped to turn the powers of psychedelics towards easing opioid addiction. Now, I know a number of people who have died from the opioid addiction. It's the most horrible thing that has just like ever happened, in my opinion. It's just so terrible. I know a lot of people recently who have died from that. The striking thing about psychedelics is that they have shown promise in treating addiction to a range of substances, said Matthew Johnson, a psychiatry professor at Johns Hopkins University. It's not simply quelling the cravings. It's really allowing the person to wrestle with much deeper psychological questions at the heart of addiction. In addiction treatment, 
We really are at a place where we need radical advances, Johnson says, as a field we keep banging our heads against the walls. Experts say it's unclear exactly why psychedelics seem to help some people with addiction. I've got to ask around to find out if this is true or not. I know, right? Will I marry you? I'm already married, thank you very much, to my husband, Ed Brown, for almost 20 years, so I'm taken. But thank you anyway. <laughs> oh, scientists have found that psilocybin acts on key areas of the brain that are important in addiction. Said Dr. Lorenzo Leggio, a senior investigator with the National Institute of Health, whose research focuses on identifying new treatments. Psilocybin also indirectly stimulates a receptor for serotonin, a chemical in the brain that plays a role in addictive behavior. Leggio said, and some research suggests, that psilocybin increases plasticity plasticity so the brain becomes easier to adapt and to adjust. Some researchers say a psychedelic trip appears to free the brain to make, no, I had a psychedelic trip once. Let me just tell you my experience with LSD. <laughs> Window pane acid. You know, when I was still drinking and using and I was singing in the nightclub in Hollywood in a club and the owner, and I used to see before even thinking, oh, Oh, I'm not talking about that. What do I think about the government in Israel? I'm not talking about that right now, okay? I'm talking about psychedelics as approach to alcohol addiction and drug addiction. But okay, so I used to go around when I was singing and just drink from the glass, you know, of the person at the table. And the owner had, I, I said, I took a sip. He says, have you ever taken windowpane acid? And I said, no. Well, you've taken it now. That taught me a good lesson. I was up for three days from that one, and then I crashed after that, that speed of that windowpane acid, I'm just saying. Okay. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Hendrick said many people with substance use abuse disorders devote a lot of time and energy to thinking about their urges and how to satisfy them. But during a psychedelic experience for many people, there is this intense experience of awe where they think outside of themselves in a very profound way. It's the one thing for me to tell you, hey, your drinking is negatively affecting your relationship with your family members, he said. It's another thing to have a visceral and vivid experience in which is shown to you. Johnson, who has studied addiction to tobacco, said smokers after tripping on psilocybin have relayed realizations about the psychological reasons they use cigarette. They're addicted. They're an addictive person. That's why they, the psychological reason, the hand-to-mouth addiction, right? It's psychological. <laughs> oh, there's Lisa Brown. I'm not going live with you, Lisa, but I love you. I'm reading this article. There's Lisa, my darling daughter. Okay. Um, it's still in its early stages, he says. It's unclear whether the hallucinations tied to psilocybin are critical to any therapeutic effects or could be disentangled from them in a new medication. Psychedelic research has also struggled to find a placebo that participants cannot easily distinguish from a psychedelic trip. I don't want no psychedelic trips no more. I've had enough of those in my life. There's a lot of excitement, and I share that excitement. 
Leggio said, we also need to make sure that we don't overlook safety. Psychedelics have known risks, especially outside a clinical setting, like jumping off the building, LSD, like um, a terrible, terrible. People have jumped off the building taking psychedelics. That's right, thinking they were jumping into the world or something, a cloud or something like that, right? Right. Um, let me just see outside where, okay. People undergoing psychedelic trips may see things that are disturbing. You think? Experiences increase in heart rate or blood pressure, panic, and put themselves in danger to be vulnerable to exploitation. In rare cases, users may suffer ongoing problems such as paranoia or hallucinatory flashbacks, according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Hello? As scientists probe possible benefits to therapy, some local laws on psychedelics have been eased, okay? In Oregon, voters passed measures to create a regulatory framework for the use of psilocybin in supervised settings and eliminate criminal um, penalties for processing limited amounts of controlled substance, a lot of words, including psilocybin and maybe many other psychedelics. November passed a measure to decriminalize the personal possession of psilocybin and other psychedelic plants. Oh, my God. In 2022, California lawmakers weighed a bill proposed by State Senator Scott Wiener, Democrat, that would have allowed the possession of psilocybin. Oh, God, it's just ending and ending and ending and ending. Anyway, I'm just like reading this and thinking to myself, thank God. Thank goodness, you know, that, oh, here is very good. I'm just going to, in Santa Monica, Dr. Keith Heisenberg has long wondered about those crucial moments that people talk about in Alcoholics Anonymous. They talk about these epiphanies where the switch flips and then they just feel different. Heinzinger, who was an addiction medicine doctor and researcher at UCLA before joining the Pacific Neuroscience Institute, myself and some of the clinicians were always like, how do you facilitate that? Because people would try, 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 and it would happen at the least expected time. Psychedelics seemed to, to him like one way to help the patients get to those transformative moments. Fat. A roller coaster that takes you on tour of your inner self, hindsizing, <clears throat> wait, Heinzerling describes psychedelics as the most important empowering model for therapy is found, right? It's not mind control. It's the door that you could choose to open. Hello. Sure. The treatment <laughs> research and psychedelics program, better known as TRIP, taking a trip, baby, <laughs> has led patients thoroughly through federally regulated clinical trust. It's trials and error. That's what it is right now. One of the latest studies which recruited participants with alcohol use disorder sought to gauge the safety and tolerability of playing a video with classical music tr trickling over majestic scenes of butterfly wings. Uh, right? Mountain ridges and waterfalls to ease patients into the experience before they cover their eyes. Oh, God. Anyway. Okay, I love this. I just, I'm looking at this. Oh, I cannot read any more of this. I just can't because 
wow, my experience, thank God I didn't have any of these fugazi things that I was always, I'm good, how are you, love? I'm talking about addiction and, you know, my relief from my alcohol addiction when I didn't even know I was an alcoholic. Okay, back in the day, I had no concept or idea of what I was. Oh, you want all my stories? My alcohol addiction, I didn't start using and drinking until I was 24, 23, after I left the, left the first husband. I wanted to smoke pot with him, okay? But he wouldn't. He was a stick in the mud. He wouldn't try different things with me. You know, I was just hoping he would and we would experience things together. But he wasn't into it. So, you know, the first drug I tried was pot. Then I went to hashish. After hashish, quaaludes, of course, they were very popular to experience. They call, used to call them monkey biscuits <laughs> or panty droppers. Then after that, uh, pot again, different drugs like that. And then, you know, I went on to experience the cocaine bliss and different drugs and over the years, men, which I've shared, and all those stories until I had my baby, and then I got sober. And that was the beginning of the big change for me. That's what changed me. No psilocybin, no psychedelic drug. That's not what happened. I thought to myself, I don't want my son to see a drunk mother when he grew up. Now, he may not see me anymore, which is the reality of my life with him, but it changed my life. And I began the unearthing and the discovery and my epiphany that I was an alcoholic. Oh, thank you. And that's what I, that's what I am. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. I only have one day today. And that's what works for me. Maybe the psilocybin will work for some people. And guess what? I don't want to try it because I don't want to go on a psychedelic trip because I've been on those in my life. And I saw monsters with their face, people's faces. I looked at people's faces and their faces and their skin was coming off. I don't want that. So I'm just telling you that. Okay. So that, that's been my experience. Thank you, Jennifer, for saying that. And, you know, it's, it's been a changed life for me. It's restrictive and that's okay. I'm somebody that does well with like a specific thing every single day. For example, I get up the same time every day basically because my cat Lulabelle, she wakes me up. Then I get on my knees and do my first three AA steps. Admitted I was powerless over alcohol, money, men, food, and gambling because I like to gamble, right? And then um, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity because I was insane. And then I do my first, my third step prayer. You know, God, I offer myself to me, to thee, to do with me, build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, victory over them. May bear witness to those that would help with thy power, thy love and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Then I thank God. I do my gratitude list. I'm grateful for my sobriety, grateful for my husband, grateful for my best friend, Lisa Brown, grateful for my animals, grateful that I have a roof over my head and grateful that I'm still healthy and alive at 75 years old. 
So that's what I'm grateful for, all those things. And then I go about my day. Sometimes it's, you know, going to breakfast with everybody at Denny's, which I love. And, you know, my my adopted daughter gave me one of my favorite gifts, Denny's. <laughs> a gift certificate to Denny's. I'm so simple. And then, um, you know, or I'll go to an AA meeting. I'll make breakfast here for myself. Then I'll go, come home and do my laundry. You know, simple things, the simple pleasures of life, staying home with my husband. Saturday night for New Year's Eve, as a lot of you saw, Lisa and me played Scrabble. I mean, I led a party life. I led a very exciting life. I led like a singer's life at the cabarets all over the country. And it was wild and crazy and fabulous, you know? Anyway. It was just amazing. And that was when I, 40 years ago, 40 years ago when I was singing in the cabarets, you know, la, 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 used to dance on the piano when I would sing the Edith Piaf song, Milord, or, you know, or La Vie en Rose, or, you know, dancing through the, sitting on people's laps, all that crazy stuff. Oh, there, there's Lisa Brown. There she is. Let's invite her, see if she'll come in. Let's see if my daughter will come in, Lisa Brown. Come on in, Lisa. Come on in. Maybe she doesn't want to. So, you know, my life is different now. And I don't think that, I, I don't believe that psilocybin is going to help. I think it's, you know what? There she is. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> There's Lisa Brown. She's coming in. What's going on, Lisa? I just saw you. I saw you too. Oh, I just came back to the apartment. See, we live in the same apartment building. Isn't that great? Did you go to? Did you? Thanks, Jennifer, for saying that my lives are good. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't that nice? She said you're yeah. sweet. She doesn't know the real truth about you, honey. <laughs> I do. I don't, know. I don't know about that. Right. Did you do your gratitude list again, Lisa, yet? Have you started that yet? Yeah. Okay, good. I think everybody should start their day with a gratitude list. That's my opinion. But I was talking about that cyber, whatever it is, psilocybin for, like, addicts, you know? Oh, uh-huh. The, the easy way out. That's all I got to say. Those kinds of things are the easy way out. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion, what do I know? I've only been sober 37 years. You know, I don't know much. Yeah. Well, I think you must know something or you would have all those people that follow you and ask you your opinion. Oh, or stories, you know, my wild and crazy yeah. stories as I like to say them. But I just read that article on a guided trip to shake off addiction. Well, you know, I'm sure Timothy Leary, who who was a big proponent of LSD back in the day would have loved this, right? Yeah, but start your day with a gratitude list. Make 10 things you're grateful for, whatever it is, whether it's your health, your sobriety, your family, your food on your table. Like, you know, when Ed and I, we we walk, we started our walking again. Let's hope he continues it, but I, I hope I will. I saw this one. Did you see there was a woman sleeping on the side of our apartment building? Yeah. And I happened to have 20 bucks for the last two or three weeks in my fanny pack. 
And I gave it to her. You know, one of the first things she said was, oh, I like your shoes. And I should have said, you know what? Let me see. I'll get you a pair. You know, that's what I was thinking. I, I was like, what are homeless people want more than anything? Shoes and socks, right? I think that's what they want. She thanked me for the 20. And then she loved my shoes. Well, they're sketches. How could you not love sketches? But, you know, one of these days, that's what I want to do. I just want to go up the street because all of a sudden we have a lot of homeless people or uh, unhoused. They don't call them homeless anymore. They call them unhoused people and just give them 20 bucks each. Cameron and I used to do that years ago when he was a kid. But that's what I want to do. I mean, I'm thinking about that. I said, you know, that old show, The Millionaire, is on in the middle of the night on decades. And I was watching it last night. And anybody, you know, the, I love the people who get the million dollars and then they give it away to people who really need it. Like the guy who won Survivor. Did you see that? No. The guy who won Survivor gave the money to homeless, to unhoused veterans, his million dollars away. Isn't that amazing? So cool. That is yeah. so that is so amazing. That's something that I would like to do. Anyway, yeah. I just thought I would read this and, and let people come into my, you know, to into this and to my uh, podcast today while I'm doing this and just get a chance to see what I basically do every day when, you know, because show business is shut down right now. There's nothing happening for a couple of more days and I'll be excited for 2023 to see what my higher power has in store for me and us. Okay? Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, well, I love you. It's not gonna, not that I'm not gonna see you later because I will. And I love everybody. And if no one, oh, there's, there he is. There's Chance. If no one Gina. told, Chance, if no one told you they love you today, I love you. Because you are you. And I will talk about relationships because that's one of my things on my podcast. And I, you know, that I do want to talk about. So everybody have a blessed day today. We love you and be good. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. I'm over with today. So <laughs> that's all. I just like, hello, I'm going to leave the studio now.